0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to my so called midlife podcast. I am Jennifer, and this is episode 23. What have I been doing now that I'm off the dating app? Well, mostly I've been playing with my cat Oliver. <laughs> he continues to be a constant source of joy and literal pain. It, you should see my legs and my hands. <laughs> They're just covered with tiny scratch marks and bites and i honestly i don't know I don't know how to break him of this habit. I had two cats before, but i i it was a long time ago. um both cats lived to be almost twenty years old, and it's been a few years since I've had them. so I don't remember training them out of this phase i I think they just sort of outgrew it. Uh, but then at the same time, I think, look, there's something I should be doing here. I'm going to have to research this because I don't want him to be, you know, that this is just the way he plays, you know, so he's three, four, five years old, and he's still very aggressive with his teeth and his and his back paws, you know. My other two cats weren't. I mean, not that I remember, but um, I've also been, I've gotten back to reading. You guys all know about my pile of books. So I've been, um, I've been reading, I read a lot during the, uh, Christmas, New Year break. I took some time off from work during that time. I spent a lot of those days reading and, um, I had an entire series of books, uh, all five, I think is total that I bought like a year ago, at least, um, Dean Koontz. He's one of my favorite authors. I've been reading his book since I like grammar school, I think eighth grade. Um, I and I love him. I mean, I I think I've read just about everything he has ever written. It's not heavy reading. Obviously, you know, it's it's Dean Koontz. He's um, not quite Stephen King. I actually don't like Stephen King. I've tried many times to read his books. And a lot of people have told me, oh, you like Dean Koontz? You love Stephen King. Not true. I don't like Stephen King. Um, I don't know why. But anyway, I had the series by Dean Koontz, had it for about a year. And I started reading it. I have five books. I think that's the entire series. It's the Jane Hawke series. And I whipped through books one, two, and three in about a week and a half. So I've been doing a lot of reading. I'm, I'm on, just started book four. I am really enjoying it, but I I also kind of getting to the point where it's like, you guys know, like when you're watching a series or reading a, a book series and you know you're kind of coming to the end and you're starting to get that little bit of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not ready for this to end yet. You know, a lot of you experience this as a shit streak. I still feel that way. I was not ready for it to end. I was not prepared. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. It's a good series. If you like Dean Koontz, I would recommend it. If you like that sort of um, suspenseful, supernatural kind of feel, uh, you would like him. You know, it's and like I said, it's it's not it's it's easy read. You know, it's not fluff, but it's it's an easy read. Um, Dean Koontz actually wrote a book that was at that time the scariest book i had ever read and it was it's called the bad place and i was like probably late 20s when i read this and i still have very clear memories of how scared i was and i have never i used to tell myself i didn't have a um a good enough imagination for books to scare me <laughs> well, this one actually did i I'm, I'm actually thinking when i'm done with this series i might go and um buy on Amazon and get The Bad Place and read it again and just see if it still scares me as much as it did when I was in my 20s. TV recommendations. Cobra Kai season three. I I don't think I need to say anything more, but guys, so good. So good. I watched the entire season in one day, which is actually very easy to do because it's 10 episodes and they're all about approximately 30 minutes each. I... Loved it. I wish now that it's over and I'm all caught up that I, I wish that I had watched it a little slower and and sort of spread it out. Oh I mean, okay, I'll say it. Rolf Macchio, not the greatest actor. He does this weird thing with his posture where he kind of like he looks like he's standing up straight and yet hunched at the same time. It's like he he holds his arms like in front of him. It's a very weird th- And then when he walks, they don't have that natural sort of opposite leg movement sway. They just kind of hang. It's a very weird and very distracting. But <laughs> William Zabka, he saves it. It's fine. I, whatever Ralph Macchio is doing with the not-so-great-acting, weird posture thing, just ignore that and focus on William Zabka so good so so good why has he not been around in front of the cameras where did he go i don't know he's i love him so much and then the second recommendation this one actually is a couple of years old um you know you guys already know i have uh gotten back to my hugh grant love with the undoing and then of course over christmas watching love actually for the i don't know Eighty seventh time, um, I found a series that he did on Amazon called A Very English Scandal. It's good. I had actually never heard about this. Like I said, it's been out for a couple of years. I think it came out in twenty eighteen. Um, I'm only a few episodes in. I I'm about to go into episode four, but, I, but I'm really enjoying it. He's Hugh Grant's very good in it. Um, but it's the true story of the first. British politician to stand trial for conspiracy to murder. So basically, Hugh's character, he plays, uh, this is a true story, by the way, Um, he plays Jeremy Thorpe. Jeremy is a homosexual in his private life, but that is not publicly known. And then he enters into the relationship with a much younger man who, when Jeremy kind of gets tired of the relationship and wants to move on, this lover basically threatens to go public with their relationship. So it's, like I said, very good. Hugh's great in it. The rest of the cast is very good. Um, and I'm not really used to him saying this kind of part, playing this kind of part, but I, I am really enjoying it. And also just a little update. I'm still loving the Broadway HD app. I did finally watch, watch Falsettos um, also over the holiday break. It was good. Cast is great. Uh, if you are a musical lover, you will recognize uh, most of the cast. Um, It was long, though. I think it was like, I think it was over two and a half hours. I mean, and I was enjoying it, but I would start to fall asleep. I am one of those people, and I blame my mother for this, (laughs) because she is also this way. If I sit down for too long, and I'm not doing something, I'm not... I can't just watch TV if I'm not also, you know, working on the podcast or, you know, doing something else. I have to, I don't, I can't keep my eyes open. I can't just sit and watch TV. I fall asleep, no matter how good it is, whatever I'm watching. So a lot of times I think it. I had to watch this in like four parts because I would start to fall asleep. And so then I would just, you know... I'd shut it off because I don't want to miss anything because I did like it. Anyway, it took me, I don't know, (laughs) like a week to watch it, but it was good. Um, But the one that I loved was Kinky Boots. And I don't know why I had never seen this. I had certainly heard of it. It was so, so good. Cast is fantastic. The story is really good. The music is very powerful. If you are like me and for whatever reason haven't seen it yet, Go find it. I either the movie or get the Broadway HD app and watch it on there. It's the live performance on the on the app. So good. Really, really liked it. I also tried to watch Memphis, which I thought would be amazing, and I'm I'm sure it is, but the male lead had this weird verbal affectation. I don't know what it was, if it was supposed to be like an accent. It was no accent I had ever heard before. But it was so weird and so distracting that I actually, I couldn't watch it. Because it was every time he came on, I was having like, uh, you know, such a strong reaction to it. So I didn't get to watch it. And that was disappointing. But... I I don't have any podcast recommendations for you this week because I actually haven't listened to any new ones. So if you guys have something that you're listening to, post it on the Facebook page because I actually need some new podcasts to listen to. I'm all caught up. I've got big gaps (laughs) in my week. So I need something to, to fill it with. Podcasts are the only thing. I can't work without them. Literally, I can't. My brain no longer functions in silence. I have to have something playing in the background which is sad but it is what it is. All right guys now that you are all caught up on my week let's get into this week's topic. We're back. So this week I wanted to talk to you guys about New Year's resolutions versus realizations. So I've been thinking a lot about new beginnings, but also endings too. I mean, I'm sure everybody's doing it, right? I mean, it's what we do for New Year's. Close a chapter, start fresh. But just like everyone else, in the past I would make resolutions that wouldn't make it past February. So I thought I would try something different this year. So I have been thinking about what I wanna do differently in 2021. And I happened to come across a post on Instagram that basically said, things you need to do in 2021. Now, usually my first reaction to an article telling me what I need to do is to immediately respond with, don't tell me what to do. I do what I want because I'm a brat. But this one actually made some good points. Stuff I think I've been thinking about and talking about in previous episodes that maybe I just haven't been able to like fully form them into action yet. So the list included things like let go of what is out of your control. Be true to yourself. Continue to give no matter how many times you've been let down. Love everyone around you. Forgive yourself and others. Let go of past hurts. Listen, and don't be ashamed of your emotions. All of these sound like great things to strive for, right? But are they realistic goals? I mean, the last thing I want to do is set myself up for another failure. So I'm, I think I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself for 2021 because this year I hit sort of a milestone. As you guys know, 2021 is the year I turn 50. And not to put too fine a point on things, but it does kind of feel like it's now or never. You know, like if I am going to make some positive changes in my life, now's the time to do it. I feel very motivated, more so than I have in past years, to really work on myself, put myself first, Put my needs first and we'll get into all that so there are some things from the list that i definitely want to try to incorporate in my life but others that i know i won't be able to accomplish or just won't do so let's start with the ones that i think i can do okay love everyone around you well this one sort of a no-brainer because it is already kind of who I am. Now, I'm not saying that I don't judge people. I do. We've talked about this. But in general, I am a foolish optimist and I will always try to see the good in someone, often or sometimes to my detriment. But loving them, and this is what I'm learning, loving them doesn't mean you have to put up with it, right? Right? You can love a toxic person, wish them well, and then remove them from your life. There's a fine line between accepting people for who they are and being a doormat. Now, again, you know, me paraphrasing Oprah, paraphrasing Maya Angelou, when someone shows you who they are, believe them, right? it, It really is just that simple. Another one that I think I can do is the not to be ashamed of my, of showing my emotions. this one, (sighs) I'm not going to just blurt out everything I'm feeling, obviously. I mean, nobody changes overnight, but if the tears should bubble up, I'm not going to apologize for them anymore or make excuses for them. I'm a feeling person. Most people are. And if I think I think also that I have bottled up my feelings for for so long or worse, I've denied them. You guys know, we've talked about this, but I want to change that this year. And this one is going to take a little bit more effort on my part because unlike the first one, you know, love everyone around you, the the not being ashamed of my emotions, it's kind of, kind of goes against everything I am, right? But. I, 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 want, I don't want to have to hide them anymore because it only hurts me. You know, I mean, in the moment, I'm hiding them because I don't want to create an awkward situation for myself or whoever may be around. But in the end, denying my emotions or hiding them, it's only hurting me. Right? Nobody else around you cares about it, cares that you're hiding your emotions. They don't care. When you do that, though, like we've said, it's like a volcano. So this is one I am actually going to have to actively work on, but I'm willing. And that's half the battle, right? I also want to work on being a better listener. Listen with grace, remember? But this too can also be tricky. Manipulative people will use this against you if you if they find you to be a compassionate listener they'll expect you to just accept their behavior but listening with grace does not mean you excuse their behavior and anyway it's not your job to grant them absolution next one forgiving myself and others and letting go of past hurts mm. guys <laughs> Just being a hundred percent honest here, and you already know this, there are some old hurts that I am still holding on to, but I am working on them, and of course, it is a lot easier to forgive someone else than it is for us to forgive ourselves. You know for whatever stupid reason, we hold ourselves at a higher standard than we do anyone else, which, when you think about it, kind of self-centered, you know, kind kind of conceited. What makes us think that we are so much better than anyone else? Why does it feel so much worse when we make the mistake as opposed to anyone else making this same mistake? You know, and it's not a big deal when anyone else makes that same mistake. Why are we so hard on ourselves? Ugh, I mean, I know I do this all the time. When I look at it from the perspective of, whoa, that's really conceited. That's really self-centered. Ew, I don't like that. Right? That's I don't like that look. I really just need to get over myself and let it go. But some of the other ones, they're going to be a little bit more challenging. Be true to myself. Uh, okay. I think I first need to figure out who I am and then maybe I can be true to her. And If what I believe is true and that we are all in a constant state of change, this is going to be a work in progress. It might feel a little bit like chasing a cloud on a windy day, you know, not impossible, but you can just never let go of that string. Another one that's going to be a little bit more of a challenge, letting go of what I can't control. This one, (laughs) this one's been a lifelong struggle. As you may have noticed, I am a bit of a control freak. And just like I said a couple of episodes back, letting go of the oars is always hard for me. I guess the trick is learning the difference between what I can and can't control. Like, like getting laid off from work. I mean, well, we still haven't heard anything, by the way. So, But I have zero control over that. So I'm doing my best to not worry about it right? But that doesn't mean that I just sit here and do nothing until, you know, word comes down from on high. I can still be proactive. I can put things in place just in case, like updating my resume, right? Or easing up on unnecessary spending. So I guess the balance for me, a control freak, is realizing that letting go of what I can't control doesn't mean just rolling over. It's finding a balance. So yeah, I can't control whether I get laid off, but I can prepare for the possibility. And that preparing will help me from feeling helpless. So another thing that was on this list, I realized there was something on this list that I absolutely will not do. And this brings us to New Year's realizations. Continue to give no matter how many times you've been let down. What? I'm sorry, guys, this is bullshit advice. Do not, and I mean, do not continue to give of yourself to someone who does not appreciate you. I have done this so many times and it just does not end well. It left me feeling hurt, sad, angry, resentful, not to mention I spent years wondering what I did, you know, or what was so wrong with me that they couldn't love me the way that I loved them. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, I'm talking about family, friends, anyone in your life, maybe it's even like your boss, right? The days of me treating someone better than they treat me are over. When 2020 ended, so did that. Just closed the door on 2020, and I left that in 2020. From now on, you are going to get back the exact amount of energy and effort that you put into our relationship. I don't care who you are. And I Highly recommend that you do this too. We all have draining relationships in our lives, whether they're romantic, family, you know, friendships, work relationships. But none of these are reasons to put up with someone's using, you know, or even abusive behavior. I had a friend in high school. I'm sure we've all had this friend, right? There was... um. Well, it was high school, so there's was a lot of cliques. And there was a faction in one of the biggest cliques. Its sides were taken. And I, you know, went with her. And I mean, again, I should add, there were plenty of people in my life who saw through this person who knew that she was a terrible person. They warned me about, they tried to warn me about her. I ignored them, you know. It was a typical high school situation. Like I said, sides were chosen. And I was one of the few who took her side. And I would defend her over and over. I would have, like I said, other people saying to me, like, what are you doing? She's a terrible person. And I'd say, no, no, she's really not. You know, she's she's hurt. And you don't understand her. And, and if you just listen to her, you know, none of that was true. Eventually, though, she... <laughs> not surprisingly, started to treat me the way she treated every other friend that had abandoned her. Isn't that what always happens? And I had to cut her out of my life. So this may be a friend or a family member or a romantic partner, you know, whatever their relationship is to you. It's time for you to start valuing your time, your energy, and just basically your sense of calm and well-being over this person. And this is not selfish, right? But it will feel selfish at first. And this person, whoever they are, they're not going to let you go so easily. Remember, you are probably one of the few people, if, if not the only person in their life who has been willing to put up with them. So you need to prepare for that you know, and you're ready to say, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm going to put my own happiness, my own peace of mind above this mess. When you do that, when you're ready to do that, you need to, before you set your boundaries, sit down and write them out. Write out all of the reasons why you are setting your boundaries and then formulate a plan for how you're going to put these boundaries into action. Is it going to be a conversation? Is it going to be just a quick and clean removal of the person from your life? You know, just snap a finger, block their number, block them on social media, whatever. And then you need to formulate the possible reactions. And this, this is going to get scary. This, this is going to feel uncomfortable because this is the wild card, right? Because you don't know how they're going to react. You can guess. So you're not going to be able to like prepare for every outcome but you can prepare for the possible ones, right? Just as a way to be proactive so that you can remove some of the anxiety of what you're about to do. When I finally saw the light and decided I didn't want this friend in my life anymore, I did it over the phone. And it was hard. I don't like confrontation. I hate it. I I will avoid it at all costs. But I basically told her that she wasn't a good friend, and I was tired of being treated like dirt. Now, it made it a little easier because there was an actual event that happened so I could say, no, this is what you did. You know, this is how it made me feel, and I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Well, she didn't take that so easily. She kept calling my home, kept trying to talk to me. And after days of me saying, you know, not answering the phone and and just yelling in the background if it's her tell her i'm not here sister number three finally got on the phone and said she said she doesn't want to talk to you anymore stop calling sisters are great it's good to have sisters well obviously if this person in your life that you need to remove is a family member this is going to feel like a more complicated situation but it doesn't have to be now you may not be able to confront them for whatever reason. Maybe confronting them will create issues with other family members, and you don't want to pull them into this web, and that's okay. But you can limit your time with them. You can also put up mental shields so that when you're around them, you know you just decide that whatever they say or do, you're going to just let it wash off you like water off a duck's back. Right? You put up those shields. Remove the power that they have over you what if this person is your boss? Again, very tricky. You can't remove them from your life, right? You need your job. This is again, where you put up the mental blocks where you just have to say, you know, I, I will not give you this power over me anymore. You know? Because that is the only way they can take it is if you give it willingly. Stop giving it willingly. Value yourself. Value your time. Value your energy. Value your love, your friendship, right? There's someone currently, someone that has been in my life for many, many years who I thought would be in my life for many more years. And I am just kind of coming to the realization that this relationship is very one-sided, and um, yeah, I'm going to have to put limits on it. I'm going to, I'm going, and I never thought I would have to do this. And, and um, yeah, don't worry. This message is not some, I'm not doing this podcast, some kind of passive aggressive message to this person. They don't listen anyway. So. This is, this is really why I'm saying all this is really a way of getting it out there publicly to your ears, to the universe, to, to whoever, so that it, it, I am held accountable for what I'm saying for these, um, these promises that I am making to myself for 2021. Yeah. So another realization for 2021, the year that I am turning 50, time is more precious now than ever. And I am going to spend mine doing more of what I want to do and less of, and less of what I think I should be doing. And this is not going to say, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to ignore my responsibilities. That's, that's not who I am. I mean, obviously. But I think that I, I, I want to do more of what I want to do, you know? So like the other day, we've had... Um, some cold weather here, and I know what you're thinking. It's Florida. How cold could it be, guys? It was cold. There were some mornings I was walking Gracie, and it was like 30 degrees out. And I'm sorry, but I am old. I've been in Florida for for four years, and my blood is thin. I can't do 30 degrees anymore. I mean, what, what what's that? That that should not be Florida weather. Number one. But in the after uh, a cold spell, we had a day. Um, it was a Friday. I was home from work, and it was gorgeous out. It was going to be like a high of 80. The skies were clear. The sun was shining. It a light breeze. It was gorgeous out. And I usually on Fridays will run errands, do my shopping, things like that, and come home and clean. Always. That's my routine. And I did my shopping very early in the morning, as I always do, And I got home and I started to get my laundry together. And I was like, man, I want to go to the beach, right? I mean, I just was, oh, I wanted to go to the beach. I I did not want to be here doing laundry and vacuuming and dusting and all that. So life is short. I went to the beach (laughs) and I took scenic route down to my favorite beach which you know what that means that just means i drove down i drove south down a1a which is like the coastal highway here so all the way down i had the water on my left side and even the times when i couldn't actually see it i could still smell it i could hear it you know it was like i was getting it in all my senses and it felt so good so i took like this close to an hour drive just to be able to walk on the beach for 20 minutes along the water's edge and sit on the sand and kind of let the sun warm my skin and ocean air fill my lungs fill my soul and the salt mess up my hair oh it was exactly what I needed oh I you know guys it was like soul restoring for me one of the best parts of living down here is I'm never more than 20 minutes away from the beach if I don't take the scenic route. But I wasn't able to do that much in 2020. I think I was only able to go twice. Well, when the beaches were closed. But even when they reopened, you know, you guys saw the pictures, you know, I was not going there. But when I went the other day, it was dead. It was Friday, you know, like 11, whatever. It was so nice. So nice. Oh. Guys, if if you don't have this a uh, place that you can physically go to, find a spot mentally you can go, go to and go there often. Realization number three for 2020, not being part of a couple does not diminish me. I am not less than because I'm single. And on that note, realizing that I am never going to find in someone else what I can't find in myself. I will not put my happiness in someone else's hands. Hmm. Let that one sink in. And my last realization for 2021, saying no is not something to feel bad or guilty about. Setting boundaries for, I need to set boundaries for myself and stick to them. I can't blame others for taking advantage of me if I don't clearly define what I will and will not do. Remember about two years ago when we were all sort of Marie-conduing our spaces, you know, letting go of the things that don't bring us joy? Well, this is what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it with people and actions. If I If it doesn't bring me joy, You know, maybe not joy, but if it ends up feeling more like a burden than a gift, I'm not going to do it. not going to put up with it. And I won't be rude about it. I will just simply say, no, thank you. Without further explanation and without guilt. Because if I don't put my own happiness first, who's going to? When I was coming up with all of... These things, this list of 2021, what I wanted to talk to you about, I had to look back on 2020 to see what it is that I wanted to change. I know 2020 was hard for everyone. You know, we all had to make adjustments. While it wasn't easy, just speaking for myself and my family, if I may, family, I'm going to speak for us, okay, 2020 kind of sucked, but... It could have been worse. I am grateful every day that the people that I love are safe and healthy. And I continue to pray for them to be safe and healthy in 2021. You know, we all were able to get through. And I'm sure that times were hard or lonely or stressful, but we made it. And I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that blessing. One last thing before I wrap up this week's episode i've been thinking a lot, you know, along with what I wanted to change with myself in twenty twenty one what I wanted to do with this podcast last week, if you listened to last week's episode, I had so much fun making that episode i it was I really had a lot of fun, but yeah, I'm wondering if maybe. Maybe that's the direction I want to go in, you know, like kind of, I look at something that's happening in the world and I'm not talking about something heavy, you know, I'm talking about like, like, the like the thing last week, celebrity gossip kind of stuff, you know, but then taking that and sort of finding ways to apply that to my life or a lesson or, you know, something that may have happened in my past that I can kind of parallel it to, you know. I also wanna talk about ways that I'm changing or what I would like to change about myself because as I said earlier, doing that, speaking it out into the universe, into your ears is going to hold me accountable and I need that. When I do this, I'm gonna be talking about, you know, my lessons that I've learned or how my old behaviors held me back. I, I, please know that, you know, I am, in no way any kind of mental health professional. And if you are struggling with something in your life that feels too big or too painful, please consider reaching out to a counselor. One of the positives that came from last year, COVID, is actually counseling services are much more accessible. You can do it from your home. There are even apps that allow you to just access a therapist pretty much 24 seven. So when I use this podcast to give advice, I want you to know that I'm not a professional, but it comes from my heart. You know, it, it is sincere based in my own experiences, but told from my perspective. Think of me as your sassy aunt. Yeah, <laughs> just talking with you over some coffee. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming back for episode 23. Don't forget, join me on the Facebook group, My So-Called Midlife Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and then tell them to listen. That second part is important. Email me at mysocalledmidlifepodcast at gmail.com if you have questions, if you have uh, topic suggestions, if you just want to talk a little bit more about something that I said. That's fine. Or you can also DM me on Instagram if you want. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Love you. Bye.